Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. I am your host, Austin. I don't have arms. (laughs) Jack doesn't have arms. And I'm Ryan, heading up the story for today. I'm Jack, and I am uninformed. So that's what we're going with, at least. But what's changed? Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> well, so, before before we get into your story, I am quite excited for the beverage that we have today. This is a new flavor of Mountain Dew. I don't know if you can see it. Mountain Dew Spark. Dew with a blast of raspberry lemonade flavor with other natural flavors. I'm quite excited to try this. Jeez, you're tearing into that like a lion to a gazelle. That's how you do it. You tear this thing off, and now you got yourself a nice little uh, grasper. It's almost like they designed it that way. All right. Okay. First, we got to get it. Give it the old sniffy sniff. Contains zero percent juice, but it's got natural flavor. Ooh. Smells good. I can smell the sugar. <laughs> It does have Bugo sugar in it. It's got more sugar than a monster does. Oh my gosh. 46 grams in this can? That's a lot of freaking sugar. Ooh. It's too much sugar. I did try this actually with a coworker, and we had the same reaction that Jack had, that it was just a bit too sugary and tart. Yeah, I think it's good. It is good, but they need about half the sugar. <clears throat> like, I taste more sugar than I taste raspberry. Have you tried the Zero Sugar Original Mountain Dew? It's pretty close to the original. Zero Sugar Original Mountain Dew? It's the original flavor of Mountain Dew, but a Zero Sugar version. Wasn't the original, like, specifically supposed to be that it used natural sugar? I don't know. So I feel like if that's that's where the flavor is, like, what are they doing to, to like, I don't know. Seems like an oxymoron. If that's where the flavor is, why don't you just drink a cup of sugar? It's basically what Mountain Dew is, though. But it's so much more. It's the nectar of the gods. So wait, you said that one of those can't. Okay, Austin has a bottle. How? 77 grams of sugar. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, th- that's actually the exact same as a normal Mountain Dew. What? Really? Are you serious? I need to stop drinking Mountain I Dew. I need to stop drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> if there's one thing I've gotten out of today, it is that. It's Sorry, I'm trying to adjust my camera here. Get as far second. as Mountain Dews go, this is like near the bottom, if you ask me. Yeah. I think that it's near the middle of the pack. I have definitely had far better Mountain Dews than that one. Yeah. Voltage Baja Blast Original. Dude, um, Livewire. I love Livewire. Pitch Black. Oh, pitch dude. Black they don't make good. that anymore. You can get um, it at Maverick in a fountain drink. Huh. And you really? can also, I'm pretty sure you can buy a Pitch Black at Walmart. Did you guys ever have, it was called Dew Shine? Yeah. 
Dude, Dude that stuff was, was really good. Oh, what was the one? A uh, black label was it? Oh yeah, the Dude, I was black, just thinking of that one. Black label was so good. What was different about black label? Show you. It was delicious. It was um like a like a berry flavor, but it it was kind of like more bitter. It was also a bigger can. Yeah, it was so good. I'm surprised I liked it with the bitter. So, Ryan, this is what it looked like. Oh, um, yeah, I have seen this before. I saw my... I used to always see my brother drinking this. Yeah, uh, it was delicious. Dark Fairy Punch is what it what they called the flavor. Oh, jeez, where the heck is this now? Yeah, it, apparently they stopped... Uh, it was available from 2015 to 2016 at colleges and universities, and then from 2016 to 2020 nationwide. You guys have, they made like a, it was called Do SA, and it was it last oh, yeah. year or two years ago? I did not like guys, it. No? Yeah, I, no, it. I feel like all of the Blue Mountain Dews tend to like taste the same. Voltage is the best though. Voltage is the best. Is that blue? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah, I, let's move on. I know my colors. This isn't a Mountain Dew podcast. That's our other podcast. But if you donate to the Dew Fund, it may become that. Gosh, did you know there's a Mountain Dew called Purple Thunder? What? Oh, wait, never mind. It's coming in 2022, apparently. Ooh. Okay, get this. So KFC... Ah, yes. Mountain Dew, similar to Baja Blast with Taco Bell. Wait, and which KFC, Mountain Dew? It is called like Sweet... Sweet Lightning. Called, Sweet Lightning, yes. Oh my gosh, it's so yellow. It's delicious. It's it peach, tastes like a peachio. Peach and honey. It is so good. It literally tastes just like the peachio candy. <clears throat> um... Have you guys had the Sam's Club one? Oh, like the weird... It's isn't called it like, like a, Berry Monsoon or something yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. It tastes like a Slurpee. It's not very good. It's not good, dude. It's like sugar and blue. That's that's it. Yeah, that one, or have you had a Major Melon? Oh, that one's bad, dude. Yeah, Yeah, a Major gross. Melon is too... And there's apparently sugary. a Gingerbread one, too. Gingerbread Mountain Dew? Yeah, it's bad, dude. Yeah, it came out this last Christmas. Ugh. Why would you want gingerbread Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew snapped? Is that what it was? I think that's right. Ugh. I would feel like I'm drinking a bottle of bread. So, Mountain Dew Monsoon, that's just like as a fountain drink at Sam's Club? Yeah. Oh, I need to make a trip to Sam's Club. I don't think you do. Great pizza. Pizza and dogs, dude. Love it. Oh, we did get Costco hot dogs the other day. Those are uh those are top, top notch. notch. Yeah. Alright, let's those let's, and the let's let's uh you know, not talk about Mountain Dew anymore or else we're gonna lose <laughs> we're gonna lose uh, some serious Statage on our views or whatever. All seven of our viewers will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but 
as few as they are, we value them all the more. All right, so <clears throat> today's topic that we're going to be discussing, fellas, is black-eyed children. Right, and you're just, you look like you're just relishing in this right now. You're, you're so, so excited. excited. It's amazing. So, black-eyed Well, okay, because there's... For me, there's, like, not too many things that genuinely, um, I guess, get under my skin or get me, like, really creeped out. And I love kids. I love kids. Kids are just freaking awesome, fun to be around, fun to play with. But then there's there's always some kind of, like, little creepiness about a kid. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um... But they just they say stuff or they do stuff that you're like, well, where did you get that from? What are you what are you thinking and doing that? So as as cute as they can be, they can also be very creepy and kind of scary. Here's a side note on that. When we had our first baby up until she was like a couple months old, if I was putting her down at night, for some reason, like I would look at her face and it would just be like super creepy to me sometimes like i don't know why but this feeling of like dread would just come over me and like i'd get super creeped out i don't know why i love her to death she's cute <laughs> but there was something about like a brand new baby to me that was like i don't know creepy something well let's awesome. be honest a brand new baby like they they come out looking pretty pretty ugly they get cute after a period of time so aliens definitely definitely aliens all right so, Jack, have you ever heard of Black-Eyed Children before today? Yes. Like, one episode ago, you were like, are you talking about Black-Eyed Children? And I was like, what's that? So, you know, you essentially have never heard anything about Black-Eyed Children. Austin, what, how, well, how much, I guess, would you say you have heard of some stories in the past? I've heard quite a few stories. I've listened to a few podcasts on it. Um... I know the general premise Bedroom. of Bedroom the legend surrounding or I guess the information Bedroom. surrounding Office it. Jack, it looks like there's a fire burning behind you, like embers or something, because of your red light. Yeah, I'm trying to fix that, but it's not working. It's like flashing weird. But ooh, you see that? I feel like I'm a force ghost right now. Sorry. All right, guys, so I have pulled together a story of the first black-eyed children encounter. Sometimes you'll hear it as black-eyed kids, um, black-eyed black children, or black-eyed peas. All are talking about the same thing. Boom, boom, pow. Well, let's get it started in here. Ooh, where is the love? Love. What are you talking about? The love. Oh. Yes. You know, I think we should insert a clip here of the Fergalicious National Anthem. Oh, that was so bad. All right, guys. <clears throat> the date is January 16th, 1989. Sorry, 1998. After finishing his dinner and sitting down Google. to a relaxing Office evening, Brian 
Bethel from Albaline, Texas. Um, Brian Bethel realizes that he hasn't paid his internet bill. Hoping to avoid wow. getting his yeah. internet shut off, Brian in 1998. This is in '98. He's balling, dude, dude. This guy is high class. You guys remember what internet sounded like in 1998? <laughs> There's a really, really funny um, Bob's Burgers where Gosh, they're making yeah. <laughs> making that sound the whole time. <laughs> it's good. What a great show! One one phone call and you're. Stuff was ruined. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Continue with your story. We're in, it's such a mood, and I ruined it. So, hoping to avoid getting his internet shut off, Brian heads out the door to place a check in the Dropbox of his local internet service provider. On his way to the Dropbox, Brian pulls into the Westwood Twin Theater parking lot and uses the street lamp for a light while he writes out his check. So, at this point, nowadays. The Westwood Twin Theater has been changed into the Radiant Life Church in Al... Uh, wait, how do you say this? Abilene, Texas. Abilene. Um, and I would suggest you guys to look up the... Well, I could sh just send the image, but you guys probably would enjoy looking at Google Maps and seeing... Um, kind of this surrounding area. I always think it's really, really cool to like actually put yourself into the where this all happened. God, and oh, I just saw the typing in see as well. Abilene, Texas. So if you search Westwood Twin Theater, Abilene, Texas, it should pull it up. Nope, this is in North Carolina. Directions to here. Let's see. Go. Westwood. Westwood what? Westwood Twin Theater, Abilene, Texas. Oh, that might explain it. For some reason, uh, I'm using Bing. Uh, permanently closed. Oh, th oh, wow. It's a weird little town. I don't like it. It is definitely a town that's like out in the middle of nowhere. And it's not necessarily a small town, but it, there so is. So many houses. So many I feel like. Size town. Yeah. At least for me, and maybe it's just this area where there's the, the, the theater, there's kind of like a emptiness. Like a field around it. Yeah. Oh, there's a Long John Silvers, though. So if you're also looking at some of the uh, images that's on um, Google Maps, you can see an old photo that shows Westwood Theater. Oh, yep. I've got it up so everyone can see it now. Ooh, they're showing the Lorax and Mirror Mirror. All right, so if you are looking at the current 
uh, street image, you can see Radiant Life, where mm -hmm. uh, the theater used to be. To the right of that is Heart and Soul. And then to the right of that, it looks like it's a little empty, uh, little empty shop that that is now also owned by the church. But back in the day, that was Camelot Inner or Camelot Communications is um, what the research tells us. Hmm. So that location, just two doors down from the theater, is where Brian is going. And he pulls into this parking lot so that he can write out his check and he's using the light that's in the parking lot to fill that out. And so this is all happening at roughly 9.30 p.m. In January, mind you. So it's pretty dark. It's chilly. So after taking only a couple minutes to fill out his check, he hears a knock on his window. Standing outside his car are two young boys between 10 and 14 years of age. In his own words, he describes the boys as follows. Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover hooded shirt with a sort of gray checked pattern in jeans. I couldn't see his shoes, and his skin was olive colored and had curly medium length brown hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence. Boy number two had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristic seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his pullover was a light green color, and his hair was a sort of pale orange. They didn't appear to be related, at least directly. Before the boys had ever spoken a word, Brian started to feel fear flood into his body. The older boy then says, Hey, mister, we forgot our money and we want to see a movie. Can you give us a ride to our mom's house? Brian feels that something is off about these kids and wants to learn more about their situation before he offers them any help. How far away do you live? He asks. Oh, it's not far. Don't worry about it, it won't take long. Whether it was Brian's hesitation or maybe the questions he was asking, the older boy senses that he is nervous and tries to ease the tension by saying, Look, mister, we're not going to hurt you. It's not like we have a gun. Brian continues to ask the boys questions to understand what is going on and somehow figure out why he feels this intense fear. The boys continue to press him with statements like, Come on, mister. We just want to go to our house. We're just two little boys. Come on, mister. Let us in. We can't get into your car until you let us, you know. Just let us in and we'll, go, and we'll be gone before you know it. Take us to our mom's house. As the boys are talking, Brian notices that his hand has involuntarily reached toward the side to unlock the door, and he has to intentionally make himself resume control of his hand to pull it back. What movie are you trying to see? The oldest boy tells him that they want to see Mortal Kombat. Looking up at the marquee, Brian sees that the movie is already halfway through, and if 
he were to take them anywhere, he estimates that they would only have seen the last 20 minutes or so. When he looks back at the boys, Brian finally notices what he hasn't been able to see until now. Both of the boys have solid black eyes. No irises, no whites, just complete blackness. Brian feels cold rush into his body and replace what little warmth was left. Knowing now that he was in the presence, knowing now that he was in the presence of otherworldly beings, Brian knew that he needed to escape. And something was telling him that if he didn't escape, soon he would die. Making up a quick excuse, he tells the boys, Sorry kids, I forgot something, and I have to go get it. I hope you find a ride. As Brian rolls up his window to leave, the older, to leave, the older boy begins pounding on his window. It's hard enough that Brian starts to think that the boy might break the glass because of how hard the car is rocking back and forth. While the older boy is pounding on the car, the younger boy breaks the silence and sternly says, Mr. We can't come inside your car unless you tell us it's okay. At this point, Brian is so freaked out that he throws his car into reverse and rockets out of the parking lot. Looking back into his rearview mirror, Brian is unable to see either the black-eyed children. As of 2014, Brian maintains that he has never been paid to retell this story. So this is the first account, supposedly, um, first recorded modern um, version, I guess, of this story. What's your guys' opinion of it? I don't like it. It scares me. I've heard this story before. Um, <clears throat> strange. First of all, um, I don't really know what to make of it because it was dark outside. Like, how could he really tell that their eyes were black? Well, I, I okay. I think that's a good question. I think any of any question in these kind of experiences are good to like kind of scratch at the surface and see what things you might reveal underneath. I do think that with, um people's eyes regardless of how dark it is you can always see the whites of their eyes even if it there's no light and it's just the moon out i feel like in times that i've gone camping either in boy scouts or with family members or friends i've always been able to see where someone is looking that's true i, I and think i think you're right you can you can get a pretty good read off of people's eyes usually too of like you said, where they're looking or kind of like you get a lot of feeling out of people's eyes. And so the common thread that connects this story with all the other ones that I've heard is that feeling of like people that they're going to die um, when they look into the eyes. So it definitely is creepy. And <clears throat> who's to who's to discount his story? You know, I wasn't trying to like discount it, but um, I don't know, like. I don't know what to make of it. And that, to me, is kind of what 
freaks me out the most of these things is it's that I just don't know what to make of it. And it just is, it's, it's really creepy. What's your impression, Jack? I, my mind is immediately going to the, why, why lie about this? Like, I mean, you said he didn't get paid or whatever like that. So it makes me think it was never like a, he got paid to be on TV or in a magazine or something like that. If he claims that he has been part of, of a lot of different, um, I guess you call them ghost investigators or paranormal investigators and some that were on TV. So he has been interviewed. Um, I think that there is uh, some. I, I think it's healthy to be skeptical and say, like, you know, people like to feel special. So, does this story, is this something that makes them feel special and somewhat um, famous? But he he did tell someone that if anything this has hurt him because anyone always that brings this stuff up with him they say oh this is the guy that made up the story yeah. about the black-eyed kids and that's that's what i think about a lot of these stories is like a lot of these like alien abductions like you know you're going to be put in a hospital if you tell anyone so I don't know. You know, it's hard to tell. Do I want it? Do they want attention or do they want, or are they actually trying to tell the truth? And I feel like kids is another thing that you wouldn't lie about. Like if you were making up a story about something spooky and you know, the black eyed children weren't a thing yet. I don't think I would make up a story being like, yeah, children asked me for help and they were scary. So I said, no, <laughs> Like yeah, you get kids that are like, "Oh, please help us! We're starving!" And one that makes you sound like a jerk for not helping the children, and two, it makes you sound like a wimp for being scared of children. So, like, as far as you know, stories go, that's not one that I would make up. Yeah, it's true. Comparing that to like Bigfoot, it's yeah. easy to be like alien oh. abduction and Bigfoot and. It's not a money-making story. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was the plan, though. Maybe all those are, like, obviously not real. And then this one is like, oh, maybe it's close enough to reality that everyone will believe it. But There are enough, like, small details in there that I'm like, okay. Like, random details that were included. Like, oh, he looked when the movie started and noticed when it ended. And, like... He knew, like, if he would have made that up, he would have know, had to know what movie was playing at the time so that someone would be able to verify it. You know, like, enough, like, little details like that to make me think, like, okay, this sounds believable. I would like to know, do you know when he first told this story publicly? Was so it, like, kind of the next it, week, or was it, like, years and years? So, I'm not sure exactly uh, at what point he started to retail the story. But it is kind of interesting how it came out because back then with the internet essentially just starting to come up, 
there wasn't really this like there was no YouTube that you could like post this discussion of like, oh this is what I saw and there's this crazy amazing thing and there's these networks of paranormal people none of that existed there were and chat so, rooms but there were like four people in them and there exactly. were people you knew and heck I don't know 98 maybe not even chat rooms that might have been like 2000 I think they probably had like chat rooms or some sort of public communication system. Yeah, but they at were at the time bare ar archaic. Yeah, and that's exactly how this story got out. Is that he told this to a couple of different people, and they said, "Hey, we have this group online that we just chat about these things and we tell tell each other." Um, different experiences that we've had you should go on and tell them so he was familiar with all of these people that he was talking with and it was those people that then told other people and then they told other people and it got to where they started random people started reaching out to him and contacting him seeing if um if they could get other little details about the whole thing but the majority of people saying i believe you I may have had a, a similar experience. I do you know what month this took? You said January. January. Okay, never mind. That's fine then. Because uh, I was actually curious. Because I was like, Mortal Kombat. I don't think came out in 1998. I looked it up, and if they're talking about Annihilation, which I assume they are, it came out in 97, in no November of 97. So I was like, wait, that's a so. Th Supposedly, this was a this wasn't like a high end theater. It was um, from some of the different things that I've seen. It was a budget like yeah. dollar theater. So getting the movie over two months later, I think that lines up pretty good, actually. So I just wanted to make sure the movie was okay because I was just like, there wasn't a Mortal Kombat in nineteen ninety eight. I know that, <laughs> but we're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I do think that it's interesting that the majority of the actual facts um, do line up. What I think is really crazy is that the parking lot, if you're looking at um, the Google Maps Street View, you can see that the parking lot is really open. And so when he gets in there and pulls in, it's only a couple minutes that he writes out the check, is ready to go deposit it, and that's when they knock on the window. So, I mean, yeah, is it possible that the kid could have been, that the two of them could have either been hiding or standing behind a car and he just didn't notice them? Sure. Um, but with it being 9.30 at night, being a dollar theater, <clears throat> there's not that many people, he says, are in the parking lot. So he, so he can notice them driving up. Well, I mean, they weren't driving up because they. No, I mean, he, don't you think he would have seen them as he was driving up? I mean, right, essentially. And so, um, so when he hauls out of there and he looks back, then they're and not there. Can't see him. That that could just be because it's too dark. We yeah, can't maybe. That. Well, maybe. Do we know how full the moon was on January of uh, what, do we, what day? Do you it know the was day? January 16th, right? January 16th, 1998. The lunar calendar. Let's see here. 
January 16th, 1998. It was a waning gibbous moon. Oh, right. The gibbous. Forgot about the gibbous. Yeah, that's uh, that's not very bright. It's not a full moon. Nope. Well, perfect so, darkness dark, for... Yeah. And then it's, you're also like midwinter, so it's really dark in the day. Yeah. <clears throat> now here's here's one other small qualm I have with this story. So he mentions, he does mention how he notices that his hand has kind of creeped over to like oh, yeah. the door unlocking thing and that he has to consciously like take control of his hand again. So if they have some sort of telepathic power or ability to like take over his body, why don't they just go all the way and make him open the door? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why did they slowly I mean, do it? Like, well, I mean, it could be that that's exactly what they're trying to do, but I mean, he maybe with how this works, they he kept are, saying like I kept feeling it was wrong, so he probably was like subconsciously resisting. I th so <clears throat> at least for me, this taps into like possession. So, in general, when it comes to possession, I would say it's pretty consistent that the story across the board is that pretty much everyone maintains control of their own body until they invite something else to take control of it. And until that point, <clears throat> they pretty much resume and maintain control of their own body or whatever is trying to possess them and make them do something is limited in their power because they all still retain um, their own, what's the word, like, there, there's a specific, like, scientific word, I don't know. Freedom. But Freedom, yes. America. They're as scientific as it gets. But I mean, so, well, well, okay. So, what was what was specifically kind of the point that you were saying there, Austin? Um, just like if they could control him in any way, like why didn't they just make him? Why him? why even bother with asking him? Just have him go, well, open, yeah. and then you're good. To go. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm like, with it again. Why why give him a chance to like? become aware of it and fix the well, problem. I think, you know, if they say he needs, they need to be invited. I think them opening the door through him doesn't count as an invitation or am Good I, point. am I thinking too far into this? I don't, I don't think that you're necessarily thinking too far into it, but I mean, um, I, it does seem like there is kind of a, a correlation um, or a similarity between this instance and also some other instances that some people have had with black-eyed kids where they feel that same kind of of um, being in a trance or losing partial control of what it is that they're doing. And I don't know, there's there's... There's very much a similar aspect, I think, with this and possession that, in general, it seems to be the pattern that as long as you do not invite in 
this um, maleficent entity, as long as that is not invited in, you should be able to um, keep that out and maintain control of yourself and your environment and everything else. But it's these people that either play with the Ouija board and invite a spirit in and they say, hey, you know, let us know that you're here. You can go ahead and and touch me or you can let us let us know that you're here in some way Mm -hmm. that then those things end up happening. So, uh, in general, though, there are some similarities or consistent descriptions of what happens with these black-eyed kids and what happens in these stories that are told. In general, the number of the black-eyed kids tends to be the same, that it's usually two to four individuals. It's kind of rare that there's ever one kid, um... But you usually see it in like two to three. They're between eighteen or between eight years old and like their late teens. Um, it is kind of rare to see to see read or hear stories about um, either. There was one that I saw with adult with a black-eyed adult, but that was the first I'd ever heard of that before. Um, usually it's kids. Uh, they're usually wearing clothes that are outdated or that don't fit the environment or don't fit the season. Um, this particular story that I, that I read about Brian didn't seem like the clothes was anything that he necessarily like touched on as being weird. Um, but it is definitely part of other stories where it's, a lot of times outdated clothing that they're wearing. Usually the kids are speaking odd or in a native language that uh, isn't understood by the person that they're speaking to. They're usually very demanding and pushy and trying to get in to either uh, someone's house, someone's car, or to just be involved with their personal life and what is going on. Um, and they usually appear and disappear without explanation. Um, usually there's a lot of, of psychic powers that are usually involved, like we just talked about. Um, occasionally you'll hear of, of some stories where electrical devices are, uh, affected by their presence and, the most common thing with what everyone talks about is that the moment that they see the kids, there is this overwhelming sense of fear and um, this this like two sides of like, these are kids, I need to help them. But at the same time, being completely frozen in fear and feeling like something really bad is going to happen if I, if I do help them. Um, interject there for a second that story told us checked almost all of those boxes but one the weird language or whatever did he mention anything like that were they speaking with an accent or in a different language or no and and yeah like on a lot of the other ones that are mentioned it's like the kids so one story that i read was that 
um, this woman is in the kitchen, either cooking or doing something else, and she gets a knock at the door, and the knock just keeps going and persists and continue. It's not just like a like a normal kind of polite kind of lock that you knock that you have on the door. It's like this constant like just constant going, and it is this really hard knocking on the door, and so she like gets fed up with this like what kind of punk person is like just pounding on my door and goes flies open the door and is like hey can't you use the doorbell that's right there and the kid just doesn't know it seems like they don't know what the heck a doorbell is and so these kids have this essence of of feeling like they're not part of this time or this dimension okay I've heard that commonly where they're where they'll often speak in some sort of language between each other as well, or they'll have like an accent or something like that that would hint that they're from a different place or some way of speaking that just hints that like, oh, they're not from here. So some thoughts of what exactly um, these kids could be. What do you? What is your guys' feeling on this? Demons. I don't know. Um, I've heard a few different theories, but I would say, yeah, some demon or possessed type entity. I don't want a part of it. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. So demons is... Um, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, the most common thing, but um, demons is definitely one way, and it seems to check a lot of the boxes in being similar, like we talked about before, of possession. Um, but then there's also the idea that these could just be alien hybrid children. Because if you think of the common stories that you hear of the greys and these alien entities, they always talk about their big black eyes. So, I don't I don't know really what the motivation would be of these kids getting back if they are hybrids, like what is the purpose of them coming back to to talk to us? They don't have those, so they're trying to figure out how we have them, and they want them. No, I have no idea. What were you saying, Austin? Um, I've heard the theory, and I don't know if you're going here or not, but the theory of like the the tie to Native Americans. Did you go? Are you going to go into that at all? I did see that, but you go ahead. So, from what I remember briefly is that back in the Native American days when kids would go out and forage or play or do whatever they were doing, sometimes they would come back and their behavior would be really weird. And they would just, like, their parents knew that they weren't normal at that point. Like, something was off. And so their parents would then do these rituals or these blessings to then cast out demons from these children. 
But when these children would go out, there was some entity that was trying to actively take them over. I do think that there was an entity, and that is called puberty. Hmm. Huh. Chuckle. <laughs> um, yeah, so from what um, I read, so this specifically go back, goes back to the Iroquois Indians, Native Americans. <clears throat> um, but they have this legend about kids that are called the Otcon. And they say that the Otcon is this dark power that could overpower children um, as an evil one and would mate with human females to produce black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurrecting. Children wandering alone in the woods could also be taken over by Otcon and would reemerge with black eyes and pale skin, acting nervously while repeating themselves, repeating to themselves over and over. Their goal was to destroy the tribe and infect all of the people with Otcon. What's your feeling, Jack? Genocide. Oh gosh, there are some terrifying pictures of the Otcon. Don't how, look it up on Google. How does one spell it? Here, let me just share my screen with you. Oh, um. Oh my goodness, I don't like that. Good crap! I <laughs> I did not freaking see that. But the, what was the? Where was the black eyes on that guy? I don't know. Looks like he's got some weird contacts in. But, like... Ugh, I just Why don't like... like Bing? I don't know. For some reason, it set my default search engine to Bing. I don't know why. But that's the Otcon. That's Dude, terrifying. You have 1,708 points. Yeah. I have 17,000. Well, look at you. I'm gonna save up for a new <sighs> Xbox controller. The most hoity-toity I've ever felt in my life was when I was on my mission. We ate at Subway so much. Like, sometimes we'd eat there twice a day because I was in an area where we didn't get any food from the members and we were stuck in the mission office for long hours into the night. And so we'd eat there for lunch and then eat there again for dinner. And so we all became platinum members and we basically got free sandwiches for like a month straight. And then my very last day when I was in Panama, my companion and I, who were both platinum members, went to like five different subways and got all the free cookies that we could and cleaned them all out. And then we had like a hundred cookies, and it was great. Cool story, bro. That was the richest I ever felt. Huh. Even richer than you feel now. I'm not rich right now. I am poor. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Any other like specific images of the icon other than whatever that was that you pulled up? Yeah, whatever that was. Holy cow. It was sure something. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty f freaky stuff. So, um, Brian, did you give your thoughts on what you think they are? 
So my general feeling, if I were to put, okay, if I were to put myself in the similar situation of a lot of these stories where I get a knock on the door, I open it, and I see these kids, and the amount of fear that I feel and feeling like there's some instances where I'm not in full control of my body. I would I would think that they were demons. Um I do think that that's where I would go with it. So the general consensus demons. I think that's a fair bet. Um, so there is a chance that the black-eyed kids are something completely unique or an entity that we can't classify. But with <clears throat> having those kinds of traits, um, what I think is unique about this is, it, is that this tends to um, be an entity that tries to take advantage of our desire to um, take nurture. care of kids and nurture kids, which is completely freaky and scary in and of itself. Well, you see similar behavior with reported skinwalker encounters where skinwalkers will mimic the sound of a crying baby yep. or like a loved one or they'll mimic the sound of a dog like your dog or something like that to lure you in that's right yeah yep so what's your thought on on this being at all tied into skinwalkers um well i mean i believe skinwalker is some form of a demon as well so we're saying demons. I mean, it's completely possible they're one and the same. You know, they got they they're down in you know headquarters, and they go, "All right, we got to try everything." Team A, you you go skinwalker out and see if that works. Team B, you go with children, see how well that works, and then they're just reporting back data, and you know. Whoever does better gets the pizza party. <laughs> and a pizza do you think they have where the demons are in hell? Hawaiian. Probably Hawaiian. Obviously. Yep. It's gotta be Hawaiian. Where it belongs. Frozen Hawaiian pizza. Frozen. <laughs> Totino's Hawaiian pizza. That's what they eat in hell. So there are plenty of other stories that are out there. Um, they all tend to be very similar. One that I thought was very interesting was that um, I think this girl was in college and she um, came home for the weekend and it was like a brand new home development. And so there's not too many homes that are in their community. They're pretty spread out. And so... There's not really any sidewalks, 
<clears throat> and then she hears this knock on the door at like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And she had gotten home relatively late. And everyone else is either, I think her sister was with her and she was asleep. But then the rest of her family wasn't there. So she gets this knock on the door. And the dog starts barking. And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't want this dog to wake anyone up. So she's going to try and answer the door quickly to get the dog to quit barking. But as she gets closer to the door, the dog starts barking louder and louder and freaking out more and more. And the moment that she touches the doorknob and starts to turn it, the dog then whimpers and then gets out of the room super quick. And so she thinks that's super weird. She opens the door <clears throat> and there's this girl that's like 12 years old she's in older clothes and she has like this stroller and it looks like there's like a doll inside and so this girl then has another little sister that's with her as well and they keep saying like hey come on you gotta let us in so we can use your phone we need to call our parents and she's like what the heck are these kids doing out at like 12 o'clock at night? And they don't have shoes on. And they've got these old clothes that that look like they're not part of this century. And so she's trying to ask them questions, get some more information out of them. And they just keep saying, like, come on, you got to let us in. Like, we can't come in until you let us in. And... She just has all of this fear that just continues to build and continues to build. And so she, she's like, well, give me the number and I'll call your parents for you. And they're like, no, you got to let us in. Hmm. And so she just ends up closing the door. And so these kids, like, as soon as she looks out the window, she's supposed to be able to see these kids like running off and the kids aren't there. And so... There seems to be this pattern that if you help the kids, something really bad is going to happen. And some stories of where they have helped the kids, either someone in their um, family has something really bad happen to them or something bad happens to them. I've heard of people dying. Um, one story, this uh, a wife had this encounter while she's in the car with these kids and she just felt like in the car she just felt that really dark feeling so she calls up her husband and switch cars with him and says let's just go back to the house and i'll tell you about it when we get back there and so they switch cars she get makes it back to the house and her husband gets in a car accident on his way back <clears throat> so there's there's just this really really bad omen that seems to come about with these kids. And so I don't know. I don't know exactly what this is. It feels like demons. It smells like demons. It's probably demons. Hmm. So um, my final thought would be that this is probably demons that are trying to come in, come and affect us or take advantage of it. I don't know. But that's my general consensus. Yeah. Well, well it's weird, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. Seems weird that... I don't know. 
going to say, why aren't there any accounts of people who have let them in? Like, I want to hear their stories, but they're probably not living. So who knows? Vampires. It's vampires. Vampires. <laughs> so supposedly that's also another thing with vampires is that they can't get in unless they're invited in. Right. Vampires. These are just children of vampires. That's all. Could be. Well, Ryan, thanks for the content. That is weird. It's terrifying. I like so, it. be careful if you hear a knocking at your door that just doesn't go away. Or a knocking on your window while you're driving. And if it's someone asking you for help, don't help them. Yeah, never help anybody. <laughs> Moral of the story. Thanks. That was fun. Um, let us know what you guys think of Black Eyed Children. Black Eyed Peas. I was also uh, realizing today, because we are expanding out into um, the YouTube verse. Um, there's also the somewhat new platform of Rumble. I don't know if you've heard of it. I thought that was a dating app. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting dating app. Rumble. Like Rumble. I, Canadian. I, can, Canadian. Oh, is that the... Is that the... Is that the far right wing one? Uh, I wouldn't say necessary that it's a, that it's strictly far right, but there's... Is that the one that Joe Rogan, that they offered to Joe Rogan yes. to come over? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I do know about this then. Well, the top video on Rumble is Joe Rogan's right wing guest bias, so... Which, I saw that list, and I think it was like fourth or sixth on the list was uh russell brand <laughs> that's the one it's like it's him saying so i'm right wing now and <laughs> which is so if, if anyone has ever heard him talk like there's no way he's in any way right wing alex jones okay elon musk is right wing no, i don't i don't think tim that, Poole, isn't he like not i don't think tim Poole's right wing either no. isn't wow okay Steven Crowder? Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Adam Curry. I don't think Adam Curry is, though. But anywho, that's another potential um, avenue. And if it is right wing, and if it's if it's anything like what people uh, try to label as right wingers, that they're all about conspiracies and thus, that might be exactly where we want to get into. Mm. Jack, that is some beautiful hair, my friend. Let me just let me let me let me get it for you in all your in all in all its glory. Ah, it's tangled. Has anyone ever like told you to your face that you look like Jesus or something like that? Oh, like at least once a month. Have you seen the picture of Jack as Jesus? It is the greatest picture I've ever seen. I honestly can't find it, so if you know where it is, please 
please let me know. You, you sent it to me once when we worked at Conservice. Yeah, it was years ago, though. And I showed it to Ryan, and I had this plan to put it in Ryan's house as a picture of Jesus and then wait, see how long they noticed. <laughs> That's amazing. I never did it, though. I would have I would have left it up there, and no one would have known. They just oh look at that great painting of Jesus, and I just would have left it. It's like <laughs> have you seen the lady that has a picture of Obi Wan Kenobi as Jesus? <laughs> like, let me see if I can find it. It's yeah, this lady has a framed. <laughs> oh yeah, I found it. I'll share it. I'll I got it. The people. This right here. It's perfect. It looks exactly like Jesus. Right? But, like, people have photoshopped tons of them to... Well, not not even really photoshopped. Like, he just looks like Jesus. Uh, Jack, look at the one that's on the right side that's uh, similar to oh. the... Um, there's one that's like the Sacred Heart kind of picture. This one? The right of what? <laughs> Which one? This. Can you see my stream? Oh no, I. Sorry, I kind of forgot. Oh, that one is so good. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, there's one with a. Uh, um, what's his name? Why Gun Jin, Jin is as Jesus my as well. Favorite. It, what? Uh, like on the was, right side, click looks, like that. It looks one like down. Liam Neeson. This one? It's in the middle, three down. That oh, one? That, yeah. <laughs> that's almost exactly what mine looked like. <laughs> Didn't your brother do it or something? Yeah, my brother's he a... Did. He's a... What are they called? Graphic, graphic artist graphic, or something? Graphic designer. You need to find that, because that's I, gold. I do need to find it. We'll post Pretty it on sure the show you feed. sent me a text of that, Austin. I need to... Oh, it had to have been it. years ago, though. <clears throat> Ryan, that meme you sent me yesterday was pretty good. Um, the women that had faces that looked like... PlayStation <laughs> Lynn graphics. That's a good one. Probably shouldn't show that one on the... No. I'll send it to Jack. I'll send it to Jack, though. Well, does that wrap it up for today, boys? That wraps it up for my stories. Just about does, yeah. Crazy stuff. Love it, though. Crazier the better. And children are scary. Once you look at this picture of these women, they're pretty scary, too. Did you take a look, Jack? Did you send it to me? I did. In Discord. Discord. I'm gonna have to... In Discord. Don't show it, you said? <laughs> I don't care if you show it or not. I think my stream was still running when I pulled it up, so... <laughs> That's funny. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. We're glad to have you. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks and we'll, we'll catch you all 
on the next one. Thanks again, guys. Love Bye, you all. Everyone. Bye.